Hey folks, it's Marvin Cash, the host of the Articulate Fly, and we're back with another Central Virginia Fishing Report with Ethan Martin of Tailtellers Fly Shop. How you doing, Ethan? I'm doing great today. How you doing? Just trying to stay out of trouble. I checked your weather before we started recording, and it looks like you are into kind of a cloudy, slightly rainy, kind of typical fall uh, pattern in Central Virginia. Yeah, that's, I mean, that's dumping rain. Well, it has, like I guess, like the past hour here. Um, so, I mean, those little showers, stuff like that, I don't think they're really going to impact too much the uh, any of our local rivers that much. Um, typically, like this time of year, you know, when the, when the trees still have their leaves, they're going to be soaking up so much of that water that it takes a couple of days, really, before it goes nasty uh, on most of the water here. Got it. So, you know, with the cooler temperatures, assuming you don't get blown out, probably means smallmouth fishing is cooling off a little bit and trout fishing is heating up. Yeah, that's, that's pretty much the dynamic. Um, we've, I've been fortunate enough, I guess I'll say it that way. Like in the past week, we've done uh, kind of like a musky slash smallmouth float um, and then done a couple of days on like our smaller trout stream. So, it's a uh, it's a cool time of the year because you know you can kind of, and it, we've got really good flows this year, um, as opposed to other years where we can kind of do a little bit of everything, um, whatever whatever tickles your boat that day. You know. <laughs> got it. And so, are you starting to see the top water bite shut down for the smallmouth? You know, so like the past couple of days that we've been out, um, we've we've tried it. Uh, like towards the afternoons when everything heats up a little bit more, you'll hear the cicadas. Um, and we've caught a couple on top water in the afternoon, but we tried to force it one day in the morning and, uh, just didn't get anything, you know, looking at it. So it's, it's one of the things like I would keep a box in the boat or keep a couple with you. Um, but that's not going to be my go-to first thing in the morning. Like, you know, it was a couple weeks ago. Um, but you know, when they're going to eat top water, is uh, when you're going to put a top water in front of their face. So <laughs> you kind of never know uh, until until you go because it could be that you know there's fish in that area that are still seeing cicadas or are still triggering on that. Um, and so it's worth it, like I said, to to put a bug on and have at it for an hour or two. But if you're not catching anything, I wouldn't uh, I wouldn't force it <laughs> this time of year. I would go with something else. Got it. And in terms of, you know, what to do when you're waiting for the top water action to be good, are you fishing mostly streamers or have you already gotten pushed to dredge the bottom with like crayfish and things like that? Yeah, it's been a bit of both. Um, so like it, it was kind of crazy when it was last week. Um, the water is like crystal clear. And so, and it's, it's low, but it's not low enough to where we're not, you know, still floating. And, um, so, you're actually doing a lot of sight fishing, um, which is kind of cool. And so uh, we'll end up, you know, you see two fish or three fish sitting there cruising or like staged up. And uh, so we first started throwing streamers at them and they didn't respond well to like clousers. You know, the second those eyes hit the water and like cause that splash, the fish, you know, would bolt. And the same thing with poppers, crazy enough. You know, I there was these two decent sized fish that were just, you know, kind of staged up. So I knew, you know, we had been spooking fish a bit that day. So I cast a good, like, 15, probably even 20 foot ahead of them. And the second that popper splatted, 
uh, they were gone. I mean, like they didn't like that sound. So if I could go back in time, I would have much rather had like a, a weightless minnow imitation, like a Murdich minnow or something to just kind of like put in front of them and just dead drifted into their face um, rather than, you know, causing that big splat. So it, it all depends on the fish and kind of where you're at. Um, so, or the other option, you know, that I could have done would be try like a, a claw dad or a crayfish pattern, put it far upstream and let it kind of dead drift in front of them. Um, but there's not a lot of water. So, you know, it's not like you have to dredge eight foot down into a hole. Um, there's only like really, and some of the floats on the upper and like in downtown, you know, you're, you're fishing those ledges that are like three ish to four ish feet, maybe. Um, and, and just fishing the edges. So it's kind of one of the things where, you know, in, in my personal boxes, I have poppers, I have weightless minnows. I have ones that have, uh, like clouser style, uh, eyes on them. Then your claw dads, critter mites, that sort of thing. Um, so I'll, I'll kind of switch through that stuff throughout the day even um just to see what they're eating and uh it you know you never really know <laughs> some days they're keying in on crayfish which is what we found last week um but then there was a, a friend of mine who went out on sunday and he caught everything on uh on a merch minnow you know a weightless with an intermediate fly line so it's one of the things you just gotta be willing to to play around um to figure out what those bass are going to do especially through the fall because it's not nearly as consistent um with how they're going to respond to stuff as it is in the summer got it and we've got a question question from dave and dave wanted to know and this is a trout question he wanted to know kind of as we move into fall you know what are your tips for fishing that kind of boundary season uh fall late fall into early winter and you know what do you like in terms of patterns uh so i still for you know talking trout here um, I still use a lot of foam patterns that are just smaller, like, so, you know, beetle patterns that are like size 16 or 14. Um, and that's what I'll kind of transition to because we're not, we don't have tons of hatches in the fall. Um, so if you're coming out trying to fish like, you know, a, a hatch per se, uh, you'll probably be disappointed. Um, so I would still stick with, some of your general like attractor style patterns because those fish those like small trout you know they have been conditioned uh seeing bugs at the surface um pretty much every day so that's definitely worth having um <clears throat> i use a lot more streamers uh honestly through the fall um because you know there's a lot of little minnows around that uh make up you know a good meal for a trout uh, especially as, you know, they're, they're feeling that winter is coming sort of vibe as well. So, um, I use a lot of little micro streamers, you know, I guess I would call them like size 10, uh, woolly buggers, or we've got some like jig style stuff we do in the shop here that are, it's just like some of my local tires make. Um, and I, I really like that because it's not imitating, you know, uh, a insect hatch, it's imitating more so like a bait fish hatch or, like the size minnows that are in the stream right now. Um, and those are really effective throughout the fall, uh, as well. So if you, you can do a dry dropper with some of them, um, you know, you could use a bigger dry fly, but, uh, you could also use an indicator or you can just strip them through, uh, a hole and, uh, and they work really well. So that's kind of what I would do on the trout game is 
I would, I still do, you know, the dry dropper some, um, using, I guess this is the summary. I, you know, I still do the dry dropper some, uh, using a terrestrial on top, uh, weightless nymphs are decent with, uh, lower flows, like what we've got. Um, and, you know, like a pattern like the, the greeny weenie, um, we catch a stupid amount of fish on those flies. I think it's the dumbest fly ever, but it, it does catch a lot of fish and I use them. Um, and then, you know, using smaller streamer patterns as well are going to get you fish. Got it. And remember, folks, we love questions at the Articulate Fly. If we use your question and you can send them to us uh, on our social media pages or shoot us an email, if we use your question, I'll send you some Articulate Fly swag and you'll get into a drawing for something cool from the shop at the end of the season. And before I let you hop, Ethan, why don't you let folks know where they can find you, shop hours and all that kind of good stuff? Yeah, so if you're in the Lynchburg area, then uh, you can stop in. We're in downtown Lynchburg, so we're uh, pretty much right on the banks of the James River. Um, the address is 920 Commerce Street, if you're familiar with downtown. But if you can't make it down, then uh, you can always just look on our website. We've got pretty much everything that we have in the store is up and online, and uh, I'm always coming through that, making it better every day. So that's uh, Tailtellers VA, like Virginia. Uh, dot com. And then uh, you can also always email or call or you know, Instagram, Facebook, any of that ways that people communicate nowadays. We've got all that. Uh, and you can get in touch with pretty much me because I'm the one that always answers the phone. So, uh, yeah, and uh, I I like answering questions, too. I'm, I'm kind of an open book um, with most things. So, you know, send stuff my way. Absolutely. Well, listen, folks, get out there and enjoy this cool weather and uh, catch the tail end of smallmouth season and get ready for a really, really great fall trout season. Tight lines, everybody. Tight lines, Ethan. Tight lines.